0: Hello, this is Meghnaad from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, August 27th, and India has become the fourth country to cross 60,000 COVID-related deaths this week, even as the infection rate continued to slow down from last month's levels. Only a handful of major states such as Kerala, Odisha, Chhattisgarh, and Punjab are still reporting a rapid spread of the highly contagious infection. The outbreak is not yet over, though. Only the rate of increase in the numbers has slowed. India's total tally of coronavirus cases jumped to more than 33 lakh today morning. Globally, the coronavirus case count has crossed 24.1 million, including more than 800,000 deaths and nearly 15.8 million recoveries, which is 65% of the total infected. The Supreme Court has refused to give permission for Muharram processions in the country over the weekend, saying it would lead to chaos and one particular community will be targeted for spreading the coronavirus. The Supreme Court was hearing a petition by Syed Kalbi Jawad from Uttar Pradesh, who cited the June order permitting Rathyatra festival in Odisha. The Chief Justice said, quote, you are referring to the Puri Jagannath Rathyatra that was at one place and one set route. In that case, we could assess the risk and pass orders. The difficulty is you are asking for a general order for the whole country. We cannot risk the health of all people. If you had asked for one place, we could have assessed the risk." The Supreme Court spoke about the difficulty of blanket permission for the country and said even the state governments were not a party to the petition. The petitioner asked for permission for a procession in Lucknow, saying that a large number of Muslim of the Shia community live in the UP capital. The Supreme Court said the petitioner should go to the Allahabad High Court for the permission. Besides the Chief Justice, the bench included Justice A.S. Bopanna and V. Rama Subramanian. Places of worship, religious gatherings and processions were banned when the country went into lockdown in late March to fight the spread of the virus. In June, when the country was still emerging from a tough lockdown, the Supreme Court had first declined permission for the annual Jagannath Rath Yatra, saying, quote, Lord Jagannath will not forgive us if we allowed the Rath Yatra, Five days later, the court allowed it after the center's appeal. Last week, the top court allowed Jains to offer prayers at one of the three temples in Mumbai as a part of festivities surrounding the eight-day Paryushan festival. The top court said, prayers could be offered as long as SOP like the use of face masks and physical distancing were strictly enforced. Over 150 academicians from various universities in India and abroad have written to Prime Minister Narendra Modi saying that delaying the medical and engineering entrance exams, which is JE mains and NEET, any further will mean compromising the future of students. Referring to the growing chaos against the conduct of these exams in September in view of the rising COVID-19 cases, the academicians said in the letter, quote, Youths and students are the future of the nation, but in wake of COVID-19 pandemic, clouds of uncertainty have gathered over their careers too. There are a lot of apprehensions about admission and classes which need to be resolved at the earliest. Like every year, this year two millions of students have passed their class 12th exams and are now waiting at home to eagerly take the next step. The government has announced the dates for JE mains and NEET. Any further delay in conducting the exams will result in the waste of a precious year for the students. The dreams and future of our youth and students cannot be compromised at any cost. However, some are trying to play with the future of our students simply to propel their own political agenda and oppose the government," unquote. The signatories include academicians from the Delhi University, Ignau, Lucknow University, JNU, BHU, IIT Delhi, and Indian academicians from foreign universities, such as University of London, University of California, the Hebrew University of Jerusalem, and University of Israel, among others. The letter added, quote, We strongly believe that the central government will successfully conduct the JEE and NEET exams, taking full precautions to ensure that the future of students is taken care of and the academic calendar for 2020-2021 is rolled out. Over 14 lakh admit cards for the NEET and JEE were downloaded after the National Testing Agency released them on Wednesday. The issue was also discussed extensively during a meeting of chief ministers of non-BJP-ruled states who decided to jointly move the Supreme Court to seek deferment of these exams. While the NEET is planned on September 13, Engineering Entrance Exam JEE Mains is scheduled from September 1st to 6th. Around 9.53 lakh candidates have registered for JEE Mains, and 15.97 lakh students have registered for NEET. Three of the world's richest people have achieved staggering new levels of personal wealth. The net worth of Amazon.com founder Jeff Bezos eclipsed $200 billion on Wednesday as shares of the e-commerce giant climbed to a record high. The move simultaneously pushed his ex-wife Mackenzie Scott, who is 50 years old, to the brink of becoming the world's richest woman. She is just behind L'Oreal SA heiress Francius Myers. Meanwhile, Elon Musk extended an extraordinary stretch of wealth gains to become a centibillionaire. Tesla incorporated shares rallied on Wednesday, pushing his net worth to $101 billion. This data was according to the Bloomberg Billionaires Index, which is a listing of the world's 500 richest people. Tech companies boosted the S&P 500 and Nasdaq Composite Indexes to new highs for a fourth straight day. This is said to be the effect of the Federal Reserve announcing it is likely to keep short-term interest rates near zero for at least five more years. The world's 500 richest people have so far gained $809 billion this year. It is a 14% increase since January, even as a global pandemic caused a record drop in the gross domestic product and millions of lost jobs across the world. The rising income inequality has provoked sharp responses from many progressive politicians and critics on the left. US Senator Bernie Sanders earlier this month introduced legislation to tax extreme wealth gains during the coronavirus crisis. Sanders said in a statement on Wednesday, quote, we cannot continue to allow billionaires like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk to become obscenely rich while millions of Americans face eviction, hunger, and economic desperation. It's time to fundamentally change our national priorities. Unquote. The surge in wealth is especially concentrated in the upper ranks of the billionaires' index and has been fueled largely by tech stocks, which have been on a rise as the pandemic drives more people online. That also includes a rise in the number of retail investors buying stocks. Foreign Minister Dr. S. Jayshankar has said that the standoff with China in eastern Ladakh is, quote, surely the most serious situation after 1962, unquote. He was referring to the 1962 Indochina war. S. Jay Shankar said in an interview to Rediff.com, quote, In fact, after 45 years, we have had military casualties on this border. The quantum of forces currently deployed by both sides at the LAC is also unprecedented, unquote. India and China have had several rounds of military and diplomatic meetings, with only limited disengagement having taken place in parts of eastern Ladakh. The foreign minister said that India has conveyed to China clearly that peace and tranquility in the border areas are the basis for a relationship between the two neighbours. Shankar said, quote, If we look back at the last three decades, this is quite self-evident. Indian and Chinese armies are locked in a tense standoff in eastern Ladakh for over three and a half months, despite multiple rounds of diplomatic and military talks. If you look back over the last decade, there have been a number of border situations, Depsang, Chumar, and Dokla. In a sense, each one was different. This one surely is. But what is also common that all border situations were resolved through diplomacy, unquote the foreign minister said that a solution to the standoff with china must be predicated on honoring all agreements and understandings without attempting to alter the status quo unilaterally okay so i have been resisting doing this but here it goes an update on the sushant singh rajput case actor riya chakraborty had posted a video on instagram showing her father being mobbed and chased by media persons outside their house in mumbai Caught in the middle of the investigations in Sushant Singh Rajput death case, the actor has sought protection for her and her family from Mumbai police so that the family can cooperate with the probe agencies. Chakravarti wrote a caption with the video saying, quote, This is inside my building compound. The man in this video is my father Indrajit Chakrabarti, retired army officer. We have been trying to get out of our house to cooperate with ED CBI and various investigation authorities to cooperate." The video shows a man in white t-shirt and a cap getting out of a black car only to be surrounded and grilled by television crews waiting outside the building. The man is seen rushing inside the building. In the media frenzy, as evident from the video, no coronavirus restrictions such as social distancing were being followed. Riya Chakraborty also wrote that there is a threat to her life adding that the family has not received help from the police. After her appeal for protection, policemen were seen outside the actor's home. Ria Chakraborty's father was escorted out of their home by Mumbai police personnel this afternoon after he was summoned by the enforcement directorate. He was then taken to a branch of Axis Bank in Mumbai's Santa Cruz by the police. Soon after sharing her father's video, Chakraborty posted a video of a watchman of a residential complex. The watchman, who identified himself as Ram, said, quote, Today the media mediawallas came. They harassed and hit me. I have been injured. I have children at home and I am unable to go home. Unquote. Earlier today, Chakraborty's brother Shovik arrived at the DRDO guest house in Mumbai for questioning by the CBI, which has taken over the probe into Sushant Singh Rajput's death. And now for some seashells from the magnificent shores of newslaundry.com. Senior journalist Kalpana Sharma writes in her fortnightly column about how big media invisibilizes the suffering of India's poor and marginalized. She points out how stories that are told only in passing or not at all illustrate best the worldviews that drive mainstream media and those who fund it. If you want a perspective on the Indian media, you must check out her column, Broken News which is on our website. This week, Barkhadat gave an exclusive interview to Abhinandan Sekri regarding her journey across the country, covering the humanitarian crisis caused by the pandemic. This one hour, 15 minute interview is where she also talks about the Tiranga news controversy and why she left television to start her own digital venture, Mojo Story. It is a must watch. And finally, here's an excerpt from the latest episode of NL Hafta. Right now, Mark Zuckerberg essentially makes all the decisions. I mean, he's like the kind of a dictator of this global empire. Hmm. So unless you break that model and breaking that model starts from, yes, regulation, effective regulation, but also you have to break these companies up. I mean, you can't have these great giant... This is like the British empire. They aren't just like regular monopolies. They're like multi-monopolies rolled into one. Like earlier you had an oil monopoly, you had a steel monopoly. Now you have Google, which is which is a monopoly in search, which, which has a pretty much a monopoly in videos through YouTube, which now has this, has this thing uh, also, the Pay. payment thing. Same with Facebook, it has WhatsApp, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. People of the internet, if you're looking for a news wrap of the week and some perspective on the events that happened, you must listen to NL Hafta. New episodes are up every Saturday and are available on your favorite podcast app. At the moment, the full episodes are free, but they will soon go behind the paywall. If you wish to continue listening to the podcast after that, you'll have to be a member of newslaundry.com. You can become a member right now by going to the website and clicking on the subscribe button. Do your part in reducing the tamasha in the media by supporting independent news outlets like ours. That's the only way forward to make sure that the news serves you and only you. That's all the news I have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.